Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you just for a, just a great day to be here and worship you. And Lord, we thank you as we even sang, to God be the glory, that's what it's all about. Great things you have done and are still doing. And so Lord, today as we kind of reminisce a little bit about what's happened at Kersey Community Church and we see what is happening now, but we also look to the future of what's hap- going to be happening Lord, we just rejoice that it's all about you. And so, Lord, right now, just open our hearts up for your message and help us just to put you first in all that we do in our lives during the week. And as a congregation, I just pray that we can worship you with our whole heart. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So i got a little bit different message today because we're going to talk about weeping and rejoicing. And so... How many have been coming to this church for less than five years? About 10 years? 15? 20? feel like an auctioneer. 25? How many, let's see. I think Maureen might be our earliest maybe, huh? What year did you start coming? 45? So it was before it was even Kersey Community Church officially. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we're gonna we're gonna take a little look at look at some of the past that we have, and this is the original church building back on three hundred two Second Street, which is now where I live. Um, but this is the original building. Um, Bert and Lorraine Moore were I think they were were they the first full time pastors because Village Missions had it before that I believe. So, how many remember Bert and Lorraine Moore? Okay, a few of you do. That's good. After them came Don and Shirley Still, 1968 to 72. Still in the building downtown there, down on 2nd Street. And then, this is the church building down there that became the Parsonage, which I believe Francis probably lived in. And uh, before it was a parsonage, uh, the Trepanis came, and they were part of the ones that helped build this building right here, which is this one. But I think the original building was from these pillars over, and then in 81 or 82, they built the south side with the basement, and then 98 was the gym. So if you take the 1954 of when the church officially formed as Kersey Community Church, this year is the 65th anniversary of Kersey Community Church, which it's sapphire, we looked it up, which matches our blue chairs. It's the best I could do at this point. Okay, now here's a picture of what the inside of the sanctuary was like back in the day. And if you want to see what that carpet was really like, as you go out, we took the cabinets out, and you can see the original carpet there on the floor under those cabinets. But a few things have changed since then. The pews aren't up here. There's no doors on the side here like there was, and the cross is different there because I don't believe there was a baptismal at that point. Then we had the kingries, 76 to 83. And then we might know these people, which George and Francis, they had the, the longest stint here, 21 years, I believe. So they, 
they saw the, the gym memorial building being built. We're here during that time. And then here's a picture of the choir. You can picture a few of them. There's uh, Sandy and Linda and Janice and Tom and uh, Chris Elliott's in there. Uh, there's, there's some of those. Um, yeah. And there's, I just found that picture. That's Dave Starks, if you want to know whose head that is there. I just threw that out there because I found it. So he hasn't changed a bit. And then another picture of it with the uh, altar rail and some of that on there. But notice that they got the new cross up there then with the stone. So the baptismal was put in at that point. And then that's when uh, Solomon and Levon Adams were here for six years or so. In the present. So that's a little bit of the reminiscence of the past. So you kind of know a little bit of the transformation that's taken place. And here's some of the present pictures. We have the north side. We have the middle. We have the south side. We have, you can tell this was during Easter, right? So not a lot has changed. The projection screen is no longer over the cross. It's over on the side. And uh, then we look to the future, which will be this. So, a little memories. I encourage you to share the memories because we want to glean from that. But uh, let's look into our word if you have your Bibles and you turn to Ezra chapter 3. And I just want to read <clears throat> verses 10 through 13. It says, When the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priests in their vestments and with trumpets and the Levites, the son of Asaph, with cymbals, took their places to praise the Lord as prescribed by David, king of Israel. With praise and thanksgiving, they sang to the Lord, He is good, His love towards Israel endures forever. And all the people have a great shout of praise to the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. But many of the older priests and Levites and family heads who had seen the former temple wept aloud. When they saw the foundation of this temple being laid, while many others shouted for joy, no one could distinguish the sound of the shouts of joy from the sound of weeping, because the people made so much noise and the sound was heard far away. Weeping and rejoicing. Now what's interesting about this passage, it's because Israel's refusal to abandon their idols, they were taken by captivity by the Babylonians back in and back a long time ago, and it lasted 70 years. It began in 605 B.C. when Nebuchadnezzar took over. And then in 586 B.C., Israel rebelled against him, and because of that, Nebuchadnezzar destroyed the temple. Israel lived in captivity without any kind of temple, without any feasts, without able to do any sacrifices, until Cyrus, the king of the Babylonians, came along in 539 B.C. In 538 B.C., he gave permission for the Jews to return to Jerusalem, and about 50,000 Jews returned to their homeland. Three years later, in 535 B.C., they laid the foundation of the new temple. This event ended their captivity. 
So that laying of the foundation of that new temple represented a real day of joy for the young people. And it was kind of a day of sadness for the older ones. So the question comes up, why are the young ones so excited and praising the Lord while the other ones are kind of sad and kind of weepy? Well, here's the good part about it. The Bible tells us why. And I think the answer reveals some of the places where we're at here at Kersey Community Church. Because the young men shouted while the old men wept. And so if you, if you think about it, we have a past, we have a present, and we have a future. If you take the old men in the past, what did they remember? They remembered what the first temple looked like. They remembered how perfect it was, beautiful it was. They knew all of the gold that had gone into it, all of the glory that had been there. They remembered that it had the Ark of the Covenant. It had the mercy seat in it. They remembered that within the Ark, the tablets containing the law of God were right there. They remembered the Shekinah glory of God that filled that first temple. So they remembered Solomon's temple as really the house of God. And what they realized is they understood that this new temple was not going to be the same. It's going to be a little different. They knew that this temple was going to be smaller. They knew the contents of the first temple were forever gone. The realization of some of the things that had happened to them in the past broke their heart. They realized that those were forever gone, and they were weeping because of that. They were remembering what it was like. Then you had the young men in the present, what they remembered. They didn't remember the first temple. They weren't around. They had no idea of what the first temple looked like. They had no idea about all the glory behind it. All they remembered is they've lived their life in bondage. They've lived in captivity. They've lived in a foreign land. So all they could remember was slavery. They didn't remember the first temple. And so they were thankful for where they were at now. So what they realized is the young ones couldn't remember the old days. And they could see a new day of opportunity was dawning upon them. And they were embracing that wholeheartedly and they were rejoicing and giving thanks to God. These young people had no frame of reference concerning the old days. They were just excited to see what God was doing in their life today. Now, we can look at that and we can probably err on either side of this. What I mean to say is some people are so caught up in the past that they can't get excited about what God's doing in the present day. Still others are willing to run headlong and they forget about what God has done in the past. Either way can be kind of dangerous. So the bottom line is this. The past is gone. We have to live in the present. Sometimes we kind of wish we could go back to the days and live those days, don't we? 
But we need to look back, and we can look back at the history of Kersey Community Church, and we need to glean from all of the good things that God has done and the blessings that he has done for Kersey Community Church. However, we have to live in the here and now. So don't get trapped in the past, and don't miss what God is doing today. The problem with both viewpoints is, the young and the old in this passage here, in a sense they squandered the opportunities that God had given them. I got another passage of scripture, and it's out of that popular book, Haggai. And if we look at the very first chapter, the first seven verses, it says, In the second year of King Darius, on the first day of the sixth month, the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai to Zerubbabel, son of Shetiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, son of Jozadak, the high priest. This is what the Lord Almighty says. These people say the time has not yet come to rebuild the Lord's house. Then the word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. It is, is it... Is it a time for you yourselves to be living in your paneled houses while this house remains a ruin? Now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. You have planted much but harvested little. You eat but never have enough. You drink but never have your fill. You put on clothes but are not warm. You earn wages only to put them in a purse with holes in it. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful thought to your ways. What happened in this story is they laid the foundation for the temple. And then they kind of halted the work. They quit working on it. For 15 years, they went about their own lives doing their own thing. They built their own houses. They did, did all of these things. They did what they wanted to do. And the old men who were looking back fondly, they failed to move forward with the things of God, with this temple. And all the young who had been so excited about what God was doing in their day, they failed to carry it out to completion. They got caught up in their own lives. They kind of left God out of it. So you see, we can sit back, look back to the past, we can long for the good old days. We can dream about the way things were. And sometimes our thinking gets kind of skewed because for some reason the good old days tend to look better than they probably were. But what happens is we get nothing done for the glory of God. Or we can sit here in the present and we can say and squander everything that the Lord has done for us up to this point. All that God wants to accomplish with us, we can sit back and say, well, I've got my own life to live. Either way, that's going to be a shame. A waste of time. We're not here to look back. We're not here to waste the present. We're here to join God in what He's doing in these days today for His glory. In John chapter 5, verses 19 and 20, Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly I tell you, the Son can do nothing by Himself. He can do only what He sees His Father doing. 
Because whatever the Father does, the Son also does. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all he does. Yes, and he will show him even greater works than these, so that you will be amazed. What these young men and old men should have been doing is putting their backs to work for the glory of God. They got sidetracked by all their little agendas. And now that we have all of these fancy things, we've got our phones, we've got computers, we've we got all these good old day things that we didn't have, right? It seems like we're busier now than we've ever been. But let's not let our busyness take away from what God's doing in our lives today. I think we need God's help to help us accomplish what He's called us to do here at Kersey. So the conclusion is very simple. You can live your life looking back. You can live your life longing for what you think others have. Or we can seize the opportunities that God is giving us today. You can't get yesterday back. But we can grab a hold of today. And all that today promises. So here at KCC, Kersey Community Church, we're remembering a little history today. We see this building. Now the good part is, this part of the building stays. So we'll always have a little bit of a history here. We've got some new stuff happening, which is going to be exciting. But we're remembering the great things that God has done in the past. How many of you came to know the Lord at Kersey Community Church? See, we've got a few of them here. That's, that's exciting. It's going to continue happening that way. We're living in the present and we're living in the present to do the great things that God has for us. And I don't know about you, but I'm excited. A little scared. You start looking at the dollar signs and some of that stuff. And I'll tell you what, a couple of weeks ago, it was like, I don't know if we're going to get this done to, to move out of here or not. But you guys rose up and God's worked it out. But we can't sit complacently. We're moving forward. And we're excited at what God's doing. And uh, I can't thank the planning committee enough. And I can't thank all the ones that have been praying for this project. Because a lot of prayer has gone into this project as well. And it's not over yet. So keep praying. Hopefully for the next 8 to 10 months we'll be meeting in. And see we get two new sanctuaries. We get a new one next week in the gym. It's going to be nice. It's going to be exciting. We're even going to try and have the cross put over into the new building, or the gym. It's going to be in the new building too. But So it's going to be a little bit different. Now here's the fun part. There's only going to be two sections. There's not going to be four sections. So I want to have a video to see where everybody sits. <laughs> and I'm thinking of putting the most comfortable seats near the front. The others in the back. But let's rejoice together. And, and really what we want to do today is share around the Lord's table together because the Lord is our center point of this whole thing. And so, weep a little bit, that's okay. 
Glean from that past, that's okay, but don't live in it. And in the present, don't be satisfied with where we're at now. We're moving forward. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, this morning we thank you for your word and, and Lord, this special Sunday where we really look back and we look forward as well. And Lord, right now I just ask that as we prepare our hearts for a time around your table, that Lord, it's just a time that we can really spend worshiping you. And it becomes a time to examine our life before you. And so Lord, I just pray that each one is here, we can just rejoice together. And it's all because of you. And so again, we thank you for your word today. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.